Drunk Botany, episode 19. Hoist a glass and prepare to enter a world of gardens, brews, botany, and booze. Here's your host, Bill Creation. Everyone knows that your podcast hasn't really made it until you get to do an affiliate link for a shaving company. This was really hard for me, since I prefer old-fashioned methods of shaving, and most companies today market products that have more blades, plastic, and moving parts than I'm comfortable with. I strive to shave the same way that your grandfather did, with a single chromium-plated stainless steel blade. If it was good enough for American GIs in both world wars, then it's probably capable of tackling my own facial hair. That's how I came to find Vanderhagen. Vanderhagen makes a luxury shaving setup which includes a badger bristle brush that any bewhiskered man would be proud to own. They also provide a German steel double-edged safety razor blade. Forged in fire and hardened in ice, these blades hold their edge and fit your vintage razor. Find the perfect shaving set at drunkbotany.com razor and your refill blades at drunkbotany.com blades. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Drunk Botany. It is entirely possible that this may be the first episode of the show that you've caught, and if so, welcome. Uh, Drunk Botany is a show where we drink cocktails and talk gardening. Sometimes we just talk cocktails. But regardless, it's a fun time for everybody. Um, today's show is going to have a video component that will be available on YouTube, possibly also on Facebook. You can find Drunk Botany on Facebook and like, comment, and share. So as such, this will probably be a lightly edited episode. And today we're featuring the butter tub method. It's a method of starting tomatoes, and it involves starting your seeds in one of these opaque tubs of butter or sour cream or cottage cheese, things of that nature. But you're going to want something that has a nice tight-fitting lid like this. Uh, I, I'm using a sour cream container today. And for the purposes of this episode, we will be drinking an interesting homemade cocktail type thing that I put together earlier today. What I have here is Jim Beam Black, but I did stuff to it. I thought I was clever, but I really wasn't. It turns out this is an idea that somebody else had. Uh, and I wanted to, since I'm doing a butter tub method for starting tomatoes, incorporate butter into a cocktail. So what I did was I browned butter and I infused it into this Jim Beam Black to make a brown butter bourbon, which I'm going to drink on the rocks for this show. I've got it in a mason jar so that I don't confuse it with the actual drink that I got it from. And I have a lid from Recap so that I can pour it with relative ease. Now, we're going to start out and we're going to take 
our sour cream container or a butter container, something that you would imagine margarine to come in, like parquet or country crock or whipped butter uh, also comes in these things. Um, and we're going to take our lid off and we're going to fill it with a Jiffy seed starting medium. And then we're going to add a little bit of water to it. I've already got some in here, but I'm going to add a little bit more. And since this is so dry and it's got vermiculite in it and a bunch of other different soil additives, it'll float on me. It takes a little while for this stuff to absorb. But what you're looking for here is for the soil to become friable so that it kind of is still loose, but it will hold its shape if you squeeze it but it won't like drip liquid out either. Okay, so now that I've got dirty hands, I'm gonna go ahead and take a nice sip of this brown butter bourbon. Oh my God, that's amazing. It almost tastes like butterscotch. I'm gonna have to do an episode on, um, it's called fat washing, but I think that it's something that I'm going to have to cover on a future episode. So stay tuned, folks. Now, today what we're going to do is we're going to plant what I'm going to consider to be probably my most important tomato plant of the season, because there's a cocktail I'd like to use it for in the future. This is the Evil Olive Tomato, and you can get it at maryseeds.com, which I'll put a link to in the show notes page. Uh, I purchased from them this year, and I have those seeds started independently with my father, if those of you tuned into my last episode are aware. Now, I obtained these particular seeds from a seed saver named Kim Lund. And she did write to warn me that she had poor germination on her saved seeds. So that's why I think that the butter tub method is an ideal situation for trying to germinate these seeds. Um, I'm going to plant almost all of them. Because, again, I meant, she mentioned that she gets poor germination on them. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pack these seeds down, or pack this soil down. And I'm going to spread the seeds into the soil. It doesn't really, for the purposes of this method, matter that they're isolated. It's kind of a high-density planting method. Um, and then... I'm going to go and take a little bit of my seed starting medium here out of my five gallon pickle bucket, which can be obtained at just about any restaurant for a song. And then I'm going to want to just sprinkle a little fresh potting medium over here, although that may not be so important in light of the fact that we're using this butter tub method, because again, tomato seeds most of the time, enjoy a dark environment to help with germination. So that's why we want an opaque container. So I covered this up, and I've got everything about a quarter of an inch below this fresh thing, and I'm going to put it off to the side. And now, I'll take another sip of my whiskey. Now we're going to go ahead and do that thing that they do in Martha Stewart shows where they cut ahead 
couple of weeks and show you what things are actually done. Now, I decided to do things a little differently because this is kind of a science show. And this is the control. This is the butter tub method as it's supposed to take place. After a couple of weeks, for instance, this was, these were all started two weeks ago. Uh, and I used smaller numbers of seeds for this particular purpose. And I used clear containers. These are the sorts of containers that you get at restaurants for blue cheese. If you get wings, there's like a, like a four ounce container and like a two ounce container. Uh, these are clear, so they're not ideally suited for the butter tub method because you don't have that opacity. On the other hand, they did seem to work out pretty well. Now, what seems to work here is the moisture that is in the seed starting medium will begin to condensate inside and you have almost like a miniature greenhouse going on in here like a terrarium almost uh, i keep all of these next to my forced air heat inside for the duration of the winter so i have five seed varieties out here of different types uh, for instance this here is an heirloom plant called soldaki it's the polish giant and i'm growing it for the best pastry chef in the world, Kathy Bennett. Uh, and you'll see, if you're watching the video thing, and if not, you'll just have to listen to me describe it, that we've got one seedling that managed to sprout forth. I planted three in here, and again, I got these in a trade from somebody. Uh, the seed itself is still attached around where the leaves should pop out. Gardeners are on different sides of the fence as to whether or not you should try to get that seed off or not because it can smother the plant. Uh, I'm of the ilk that you just let it alone. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to show you an interesting hybrid that I got my hands on, which I've never grown, and this is a first for me. This is the Jersey Boy. It's a hybrid of Rutgers and Brandywine. And you can see, if you're watching the video feed, that these seedlings are really long and spindly and have shed that seed coat and released two leaves. These are called dicotildons, um, which uh, we remember from Mr. Dilks's science class uh, as being two leaves uh, as opposed to monocots like grass. Um, what you're going to look for for when you adjust potting up things is your first set of true leaves. But since we're using a different seed starting method, we want to do an immediate pot up. Now, if you look and see, these have grown long and spindly, which you describe as leggy. And what we're going to do is we're just going to add a whole bunch of water to it right now and get the soil medium nice and wet. So since these are all nice and close together, we could just go ahead and pull one right out of there. 
and everything comes out. The whole rootstock is set and it comes out no problem. Now, an interesting thing about tomatoes is every part that is buried becomes a root. Uh, if you had a microscope and you looked at the stalks of these tomatoes, they all have a bunch of little tiny hairs on there. Anywhere that those hairs come into contact with water or soil, they will put down roots because it's a, it's a defense mechanism for the plant. That's how it manages to grow away from wherever a, a plant has fallen in the wilderness. So then what you do here is you just put this bad boy right in there and you plant it up so that only the first half an inch or so is poking out of the soil and it'll grow all new rootstocks and you won't have leggy plants. It can grow healthy. Now these you would add to plugs as I outlined way back in episode one, I want to say. Uh, or you could jump right into your red solo cup uh, pots now. And then you get them under your lights and you're on your way towards potting up, which was episode two, by the way. So I have here a couple of different plants that I planted using this method. Again, we've got Soldaki the Polish Giant, Dancing with Smurfs, which is... A test for me. These are seeds that I saved myself from a blue tomato. It's a cherry. And I saved them from two different seeds. And that's how I'm controlling this experiment is I've numbered my seed number one. And I'm going to check to see that these plants grow true to type. And if they are, I'll trade them with people in the future. But I don't want to disseminate bad information. Revisiting the original sour cream container over here with the evil olive in it, I'm going to mention that you should um, put a seed marker in here. I like to use white milk jugs and write down on them what variety it is, whether it's an indeterminate plant, how many days to maturity and throw that right in here so that I know what this is. In this instance, though, I'm probably just going to use some tape because I have it out from when I labeled this brown butter bourbon over here, which is awesome, and you should all try. Um, I like to keep Brita water in one of these dollar store spray bottles, and that lets me spray everything down. Uh, for when I want to add little bits of water to different things. And I guess that's it. Cheers. Okay, so I have a tiny little bit of banter here for the end of the show after all. I wanted to take a moment to talk about the Northeastern Pennsylvania Chefs for Sustainability event, which is a farm rescue dinner, which is going to take place at the Radisson at the Lackawanna Station in Scranton, Pennsylvania on April 8th, 2018, between 4 p.m. and 8 p.m. This is a gala-style event with 20 of the best chefs in the Northeastern Pennsylvania area. The farm that we are trying to rescue is the Quails R Us farm in Honesdale, Pennsylvania, 
these folks are really well known among the culinary circuit as having really high-end poultry products such as quail. A series of unfortunate events that include illness and loss of employment have caused for this particular farm to be underwater in their mortgage. And this is a problem that you will see in light of tight operating costs in many types of farms all over America. But this one hits close to home for me, for my employers, and for everybody in the line of work that I do. So, along the notion of it taking a village, we've decided to all band together, different rivals getting together towards the same end. Without farmers, there is no food. Without food, there is no restaurant industry. Without no restaurant industry, there is no bar industry. So, if you like food and hate poverty, then the Farm Rescue Dinner is for you. Now, if you're in northeastern Pennsylvania, there's a long link that I could give you, which you'll find in the show notes page, but if you would like something short and easy to remember, all in lowercase letters, drunkbotany.com slash tickets, and purchase tickets to this gala event. They're roughly $100 a piece, and uh, there will be some of the best culinary offerings from all of the area chefs made available to you. Now, this podcast transcends geographical areas, so you may be listening to this and thinking, I'm nowhere near Scranton, Pennsylvania. How can I help? Well, lucky you, you still can. There is, once again, a complicated website that I could give you that would lead you to the group's GoFundMe page, but in the interest of brevity, I have condensed things down at a web link on my own site, which is drunkbotany.com slash save the farm. Save the farm is all lowercase and one word. So in the meantime, think about joining us for the farm rescue dinner. And if you can't be there in person, be there in spirit on our GoFundMe page. I personally intend to be there as a volunteer, helping to make sure that things go correctly as well as possible. So if you do make it into the area, be sure to ask for Phil from Drunk Botany and come say hi to me and Gary Edwards, my boss. I would like to remind everybody that this... Thank you for listening to Drunk Botany. Visit us at drunkbotany.com to subscribe to the show for free and we'll join you next week.